Hello guys, welcome to Jakku Broadcast. I'm Daniela. And I'm Melissa. And today is uh, episode two of our Mando uh, recap series, We Have Spoken. Today we will be talking about chapter two, which is titled The Child. We finally got a title for an episode, which I'm assuming the first episode wasn't titled because it was just the pilot. But um, yeah, and it was written once again by John Favreau and directed by uh, Rick Fumuyua, who has a project in development at Lucasfilm right now with that isn't Star Wars. So it was interesting to see him come up to the plate and, you know, show us his direction style, which obviously it's a TV series. So all the directors can't really um, do their like they can't be like super creative because they have to stick to the language of the series. But it, I think he did a great job telling this mini, this short story really. Yeah. I think he actually did a really good job. Like you said, um, I, I think he really captured like, I don't know the magic of the series. Like it granted it's like the second episode, but, and like you said, like they have a, a plot that they're going by, you know, no matter who the director is, but uh, I really liked it. I thought it was really great. Yeah, and it was pretty short, but I think the shortness of it really um, shows us like how like they're doing what they're definitely just doing what they need. And it's an eight, eight episode season, so who knows? Like, um, you for all we know, like they could be saving their budget for something crazy coming up. And but who knows? Like really, like um. It was short, but I think it was what the amount of time it needed. It kind of seemed like the length. I um, like when I think of like thirty minute or less shows, I think of like comedies and not really dramas. But we really don't need like a forty minute drama, which would like it could include like for all we know that could end up boring us. Like if this episode was forty minutes long. But I'm not sure. I think it's because I'm used to like needing getting like all the episodes all at once. And I think that's what's kind of made me like think about how short this episode is and being like, I wish there was more. But I think I think they're giving us what we need. Yeah, um, it kind of reminds me or it just it's reminiscent of um, or it's it's just to me that like, it kind of shows that they know what their plan is and they know what they want to show us and when because i mean you can think of you know certain shows where they have to meet that 40 minute you know quota and then it kind of feels like almost filler the way they'll just throw random stuff in sometimes um and i mean i get it like they have to reach a certain point and there are a certain amount of time but it's great that they're able to kind of have some freedom i guess to show what they want to show um same thing like you know when you're writing a book or writing a, a fic or something and you know some chapters will be longer than some others because you know you want it to have a stopping point at a certain moment because if you extend it too far you're like well it doesn't fit really this part of the story so it's good to see that they're kind of measured in how they construct the episodes you know what i mean yeah um did you like this episode I feel like I liked it more than the first episode. <laughs> yeah, me too. It it gave me, I don't know, it gave me feels of, I guess like the first episode gave me like, like I said last time, a lot of video game type vibes just because of the structure and the way, they, the way that they were fighting and this and that. 
And this one gave me like really, I don't know, like really fairy tale, like story vibes. Maybe because it had a lot more of Baby Yoda in it. <laughs> yeah. Which is super cute. Um, yeah, because I just really love seeing little Baby Yoda. We still don't know if Baby Yoda's a boy or a girl, though. But yeah. It might be he's not either, so they're not a boy or yeah, a girl. Yeah, actually, it really, like, um, so this tweeter was kind of talking about how, like, we don't know if Yoda is a boy or a girl, I think. <laughs> Like I maybe I feel like they've actually referred to Yoda as a he though before. Gotcha. But like yeah, I mean I feel like this is like the gender of Yoda is not really I don't know, it's not really I the baby Yoda, I mean. It's not ne- like I don't feel like it's needed. Like I'm sure we will get like the baby has this gender, but it's really not needed if it's you think about it. Like really. it's a baby. I mean, for symbolic terms, I can see how people think that it's needed, but and like really, it's just a baby. So, um, yeah, like it's a fifty-year-old baby, (laughs) (laughs) a fifty-year-old baby. Yeah. So I also enjoyed the episode a lot. I agree with you completely that it, it, I liked it better than the pilot episode. And I mean, what can I say? It's just um, we're still. I'm still trying to get the feel for the series. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I think I got the hang kind of, but we're still on the same planet we were from the last previous episode. So um, we still have, I, I, we still need a couple more episodes to get the feel of the, um, I guess, the series overall. Yeah. Um, this is definitely not what I expected in a good no. way, of course. But um, yeah, we still haven't met some of the other characters that yeah. we know are going to show up. Yeah, like Kara Dune. She's mm-hmm. someone that was used in the advertising for so long, and like she's been so prominent in the um i think in the fathom event that um fan event in the fan event that they did i think pedro pascal calls um or in one of the interviews in the red carpet he calls uh cara dune like the heart of the series uh, and gina carano like Mm. the heart of the series so it'll be really interesting to see her whenever she finally um comes on screen so, yeah, if you guys haven't watched the fan event com- in complete, I think it's on the internet. It's on YouTube for sure. And you guys definitely should because I think there was a lot of good tidbits from that event. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, last time in the first episode, I originally thought that the the little pod that Baby Yoda's in, I thought that when it was floating, I thought he was the... I thought. Baby Yoda was doing that. I thought he was floating with the, you know, using the force to make his basket levitate. <laughs> but now we discovered that it's controlled by, or he, or Mando can control it by using like some device to kind of have it follow him around. Yeah. So let's just go ahead and get into the episode. So yeah, we learned that pretty early on in the episode because I think there was, there were these, uh, I guess, alien creature people that were trying to attack Mando to get to the baby. And Mando, you see him, like, push him away through the the device that he has on his arm. And I wonder, I think it's the tracking fob. Is it the tracking fob that um was given to Mando? Because I feel like that's the, that would be, a, like, that would make sense for me, like, if they were tracking that baby through the crib it was in. 
And I think that crib is going to have to go soon. Um, <laughs> if 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 the if the show ends up going how I think it will, which I think the Mando isn't gonna want to give him up for the bounty, and probably he will have to go into hiding. But um, yeah, I think that uh, I perhaps it's the pod, and the pod is how they traced him. I just want or the Mando to have them. like. A baby swaddle and just put him in it. Oh yeah, you know that would be very cute. I want to make fan art of that, <laughs> but all the all the fan art that I'm seeing now is so good. Yeah, after so Blossom much. has some really great oh little baby Yoda, um, fan yes. art. So check her or, or their uh, art out. So yeah, yeah. So and then uh, it, I think it's so interesting because. Before the people come or the the creature alien people come to attack attack Mando and the baby, like whenever they're trying to get get a feel of the environment they're in, when they hear something, mm-hmm. like Mando and baby Yoda are there. I guess it's deliberate because of CGI purposes and stuff. But um, so Mando and the baby, they're actually moving their heads in the same way. <laughs> Which yeah. is like they're already in tune with one another, which is pretty cute. And obviously they're side by side at all times for the most part in this episode. And yeah, so um, what I didn't understand is once they killed those, uh, all those people, creature people off. Those like, bounty hunters? Yes, I, I assume. Or maybe they, no, were they the people who were in the first episode? Who they murdered, like, or who Mando killed? Uh, I think there are other bounty hunters who came to search oh, for Yoda as well, sure. Baby Yoda, because sure. they also had like a tracking fob. So it seems like they were. Yes, also okay, to that's find what I was gonna ask because I was mm-hmm. the whenever they were staring at the tracking fob, I was like, does that is that gonna explode? What's gonna happen? <laughs> but then it like closes out and then goes into the uh mando title card so the mandalorian title card so i guess that's what it means thanks for clearing that up for me (laughs) and okay so and then we the next or the next scene that i thought was super important was baby yoda uh mando is obviously trying to like sap it's his injuries and it's interesting because baby yoda this is the first time we see the baby get out of the crib area that it's in he can walk too that's what i was wondering if he could walk i know it's really cute he's so (laughs) tiny and then he was like he was reaching so hard to try to get to mando's cut i think that's where they're gonna do the force he was they were heavily it wasn't even um it wasn't even a like kind of uh subtle it was definitely him trying to force heal the mandalorian i don't think anything i don't think the baby was gonna do anything else and then it was so funny when the mando was like picking it up and putting it in his crib because then the baby moves out of the the baby moves out gets out again and then he gets put back in and i thought that was hilarious that's literally what parents do all day (laughs) just put their kid back in the crib (laughs) and it's funny because it's like uh let him help you or let the baby help you mando you don't know what he's gonna do yeah well yeah he doesn't know he's trying to heal him obviously yeah um and it's so cute because he's like trying his best he's like let me just heal you and and mando's like what are you doing like just get back in the crib um yeah but it's not like the baby's running away it's reaching for him i know and you can 
you can tell that he's like Mando's kind of like he's not comfortable with the baby yet you know he's not like accepting of like the affection that he wants to show him definitely not and he's- i thought it was interesting because man or not mando but the baby since it has like three fingers it ends up looking way more like ray's scar that she has because it's cut oh, yeah. ray's scar that she has for um if you guys need the background is um it looks like so it looks like a greater than sign with a line at the end of the tip of the greater than sign so um it kind of looks like yoda little baby yoda's hand reaching out (laughs) and i thought it was a good callback to that and it also reminded me of whenever they were reaching for the lightsaber and also when they were reaching for each other's fingers so not to make this about um the sequel trilogy even though that probably has something to do with the series (laughs) um but like i just thought it was a good visual callback to that moment yeah um because oh yeah this is why because because <laughs> we think that ray is gonna have to do some force healing in the next movie yes that's what i was gonna say that they're i think they're introducing that well you know what they kind of introduced something like that in uh i forgot if it was rebels or clone wars where ahsoka was getting healed by like the daughter Mortis? oh that was in mortis ep- yeah, yeah or, but that was wars. different because i think ahsoka was dead or no yeah you're right i mean ahsoka at this point she was dead and yeah. uh the daughter gave her her life back but i, I mean think. yeah but i mean like, that's through not anakin as... transferring the energy yeah that's not as uh i guess the audience you know that mando is a wider audience right now then. Yeah, and also Mortis is kind of more metaphorical, so I'm not sure how how much people were like, oh, yeah, that's force healing, it's confirmed kind of power thing. Yeah. Because it was Anakin literal. transferring the power, so I don't know. Because a lot of times, a lot of people don't take, uh, they don't take uh, Mortis so seriously just because of how confusing it is. But um, I think it was, yeah, you're right. It was definitely introduced in that moment, and um, yeah. But it's so funny that they're showing us this right before Tross. So obviously, this is important. <laughs> so it makes yeah. sense that they would I mean, I, th- I've been wondering for so long. Like, I don't know if I texted you this, but I texted some of my friends. I'm like, when do you think this is going to be introduced? Because they haven't hinted at it at all in terms of Ray and really like in mainstream kind of things. But like and i definitely think that ray is going to be the one that's doing the force healing so i was just like when is this going to be introduced it's very important to the story and i don't want it to just be something that fanboys are like well that wasn't introduced before um because that's really annoying um even though really i don't really care what they have to say about anything because ultimately the force is like whatever the people need it to be in the story but um yeah no and i think it was introduced or the concept of it kind of was introduced in return or revenge of the sith because of um, anakin needing to or wanting to heal padme or like keep her alive i just think obviously i don't know given the context of revenge of the sith do you think that this is a power that like do you think this is a power that people think exists based on revenge of the sith or do you people no. think that it's just um palpatine messing with anakin <laughs> in terms of like force healing i don't think that was palpatine's idea like i okay like, i think he does know how to bring people back to life maybe not 
bully, but I think he does know about that because of, you know, his master and all that, Plagius. But I don't think it's in the same way that the light side does it. I think however he heals or quote-unquote heals or bring people back to life or prevents them from dying, I think it has to be some tainted, corrupted way of doing it. I don't think it's the same as force healing in general. Um, and I don't think anybody would really pick up on that in Revenge of the Sith in any way, because it's not really explicit, and they don't really go into it. So this is definitely the first time where any type of uh, force healing, like, like explicit force healing was hinted at in yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, and on top of that, like I said, I think that, like, I think people just, from from what happened, the event of Revenge of the Sith, I think... It's easy to assume that uh, Palpatine was lying about Plagueis and, like, uh, just messing with Anakin just to have him do these crazy... Like, I don't I don't think... Well, personally, I don't think Palpatine even knows that this is an ability that people can have. Like, I don't... I can see him being blinded to it and just... Um, I mean, just being kind of, like... Because whenever, if you think about it, whenever Palpatine was explaining uh, how you can bring someone back from the dead or how you can prevent someone from dying, from dying, I'm not, I don't remember what exactly was discussed in the op- opera scene, but um, I do know that later on he was like, "Me and you will figure it out." To Anakin after Anakin had already kind of turned and like he like in the opera Palpatine was like selling this whole thing like oh yeah his apprentice already he knows the secrets and like it turns out that Plagueis and either and Sidious were both like full full of crap like they didn't know so I think that is probably an ability that he doesn't know yet and I mean I'm sure he thinks he knows that it exists maybe he does know it exists but I don't think he has any way of like going learning how to do it at all personally just because I think he's blinded to the to the light side I mean we we don't know in the canon universe because obviously the whole Pelagius book is not canon anymore we don't know exactly how much Palpatine Knows well, I just from- I just gather from the fact that he told uh, Anakin that him and Anakin, him and Pal- Palpatine and Anakin will like figure it out. Which I'm like, it's kind of like if I told you, oh, I know how to fix your car, and then you gave me this money, and then I'm <laughs> like, hey, we'll figure it out. <laughs> it's like that's not what you promised me, but yeah, um, yeah, but okay. So uh, and then so. The Jawas in this episode, like, I think, I don't know if it was ever confirmed before this episode, but are they just gas? Like, are they just gas <laughs> with red eyes? Because whenever Mando was shooting at them, they just, like, he even describes it as disintegrated. Like, they disintegrated. So, does that mean that they're just black gas or something that are just, like, I don't know. I don't feel like they're solid, if well, that's what, if that makes sense. Well, the trash Dojin, the the one that was about to get close to Baby Yoda when he first got attacked in the canyon, he also got disintegrated too. Yeah. So I mean, okay. I think his weapon just does that. Gotcha. <laughs> like, that's just an ability. So you think there's actual mass? Like there's actual mass there? Well, <laughs> I, I mean, gas so. is mass, but um, you I think, think they are because there's um, 
I'm pretty sure there's images somewhere of like there was like a image of like an off-world Jawa or something like that, and they Don't. actually had like arms and stuff. So this isn't Tatooine, right? Like Jawas just have that Jawa fortress, and um, like all around the desert planets of the galaxy far, far away. <laughs> like their trash. Uh, that's the designated. That's a that's a designated Jawa car that they get <laughs> yeah. from dealerships. Yes, but I mean, yeah, I think they do have bodies, but it's funny we've never really seen them uncovered. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, yeah, and what was I saying? Okay, so they don't dissolve. Okay, so uh. You know, whenever the Mando is like climbing the car or the big truck, the truck, the the dumb, the trash, the garbage truck. Yeah, the Jawa Fortress, which is uh-huh. the garbage truck. <laughs> it looks like I don't know, like a a Mario Party kind of game situation where, <laughs> That's true. like, Donkey Kong is throwing like things at you, and then you keep falling. <laughs> I don't know if this is even again a- with the video game vibes, but yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. <laughs> Yeah, That's video so game funny. for sure. Yes, it's so funny too how he's like he's literally running after like the garbage truck. Oh yeah, and he's running after them because they stole parts from his ship. Um, yes, which is kind of funny because you see uh, Mando trying to go into the ship and he like everything is gone, and then when he goes down from his cockpit. It's like, you know, the area where the the toilet was in the first episode? It's like (laughs) gone. So they really took everything. (laughs) Hey, I mean, Jawas have to evacuate too. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, um, there was a theory. um, Because the thought of Jawas, they steal, they don't destroy. People were kind of speculating online of what that meant in the more broader symbolic meaning like okay what does it mean when they say jawas steal but don't destroy like what do jawas represent in that moment oh are you asking me i mean yeah i just want to hear your thoughts um little twerps who are stealing (laughs) I don't know. Um, I saw that um, too. That it's like Jawas are the like dark side, which makes sense. Yeah, that they think. Well, some people have speculated that maybe the Jawas are in this moment. They represent the dark side because Mando's ship represents like you know the feminine, and because it looks like a uterus, <laughs> or and then um because and then they take parts from the uter or <laughs> the feminine ship, um. And then they don't destroy it, but they do, like, they steal it. So yeah, there's a lot sense. of speculation going on about what that means exactly. Because it's very, I think it inter- is interesting how, um, what is his name? Quill? Yeah, he did say Jawa steal, but they don't destroy. So Yeah, and I, I don't know. Um, I understand the dark side theory, and uh, I totally get it. And it makes sense completely and but i was thinking of that line like they don't steal but they destroy they 
they don't destroy, they just steal or whatever. I thought that that line, you know what I thought it meant? It, I thought it was more like um, it was giving us a sympathetic view to the Jawas. Like, obviously, they took everything. But I thought of it more as, you know, you're repurposing things to for your needs. And mm-hmm. um, obviously, their stealing is not, like, cool because I got Mando, like, to stay in that planet for so much longer. But I don't know that I really... Per- like saw it as exactly like oh they're definitely dark-sided i think that they just take what they need for their little commune to survive i guess that's what i thought but it does make sense for them to be like dark side too but yeah yeah i mean i think it could be taken in multiple different ways yeah for sure yeah yeah so there, it's called the crawling fortress. The Mando calls it the crawling fortress, and then you know, yeah, because the the ship is well, not the ship, but the their actual vehicle the trash is called can? the crawler. It's called the crawler. Oh, gotcha. Okay, sand crawler. It's a sand crawler. Sorry. Gotcha. And then so then the baby Yoda eats a frog, and it like that moves is so around. Funny. Very cute, baby Yoda. It's, so, it has it's my such heart. a like, like it's so weird how about, I have. Like, it's so weird how much I adore Baby Yoda. I would die for Baby Yoda. Yeah. It's so funny because I think we've seen, like, other shows or other, like, TV shows or kid shows like that where you'll look to something cute and it's like playing with something. Uh, I'm trying to remember where what other show did that or what other movie did that where they look at something cute and then it's playing with something, and then all of a sudden it's in its mouth, like whatever that is, it's in its mouth, and it's trying to eat it. I feel like that happens in a lot of shows, but it's so funny though, because it's usually like a kid or like a little pet or something where they're literally just eating whatever they're playing with, and then and then somebody's always like, "Spit it out!" Like, don't eat that. I think that's like a common <laughs> trope with shows, like you know, yeah. uh, children putting their things that they don't know in their in their mouths but like if you think about it mando hasn't been feeding this baby he's just like been <laughs> carrying it around and oh yeah right before the baby yoda ate the frog i was wondering like is the mando feeding the baby or has this baby eaten and then all of a sudden i see the frog in its mouth i'm like okay well then that's covered <laughs> yeah but then again like we don't know what baby yoda eats because he is 50 or he or she is 50 years old but we don't know like what do those types of creatures eat like at this stage of their life <laughs> yeah like, I, I mean i don't think mando i think mando was just like okay got the baby time to take it to the bounty and then he's gonna get his money and that's it and he yeah. was obviously not expecting this and there's only so little that you have like in terms of food and stuff it, does, in the desert does so. baby yoda have a diaper or no that's what i was thinking <laughs> i don't think they, he, how's he going i mean i'm sure the, they're gonna make a joke yeah. again about it in the next episode because this show seems to have a lot of poop jokes so <laughs> yeah okay so w- then they they meet back with kuil and he tells them that um you know the that the jawas will not negotiate with him if he has his weapons and then mando's like this is weapons are part of my religion which is interesting because you know uh like we said in the last episode and like kuil he thinks of the mandos as kind of peaceful people so uh him or being like i would say that they're they, they they kind of get things done and they bring peace and stability finally to like issues like they're actually able fighting to, like, 
Yeah, like, well, because remember, he the, he did want Mando to go in there and, you know, finish whatever yeah. is going on. Just just make it stop. So he knows that they're effective in whatever sure. they do. Yeah, and then so they will, They don't want to trade. At first, the Jawas are like, okay, you give me your Beskar steel and then, or Beskar steel. Yeah, Beskar steel. And they're like, heck no, that's me. And then, uh, you know, Kuil is like, that's part of his um, culture. That's part of the Mandalorian culture. He can't do that. And then they want the baby. And then they're like, or Mando's like, get away from him. Or And then the baby is like, obviously off the table in terms of trading <laughs> and then they finally get to the egg and then they're like suga 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 and it sounds like um if anyone has uh so there's this uh there's this cuban uh artist she was like she's not alive anymore but she has this really uh popular uh song in the latino community and um <laughs> one of her catchphrases is like she had a catchphrase and like she would say Azuga and uh Celia Cruz is her name and yeah it just reminded me of what the uh little Jawas were saying. Have you heard the song? It's called uh, her I think her most popular song is La Vida es un Carnaval. I think so. It's like I no hay que llorar. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's that song. Yeah, so that's attack that's immediately what um <laughs> The, what you I know thought what, of that whole thing with the whole suka and that moment when the Jawas were taking Mando to like that cave and Mando was like at the front, like where you know, where they drive it, and then that one Jawa looks at him and he just says slowly like suka <laughs> like he does that. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was the funniest thing I ever saw in my life. And then I had the feeling like it's it just feels like a really like um, what's his name? Taika Watiti moment. Like I know he's involved with the show. But I don't know. There were moments where I felt like this is something he would do. <laughs> like I don't know if he felt that way or if you're familiar with things he's done in the past. But I feel like he has some influence in in this episode because there are some moments where I'm like, that sounds like something Watiti would do. <laughs> I don't know. That Jawa saying like Suka really slowly and then like turning back to like Zuga is so funny <laughs> okay yeah. yeah i love the show <laughs> okay. so i think um obviously i think it's that's a deliberate word to use for the chawas to say and i think the egg that they wanted is like sugar like that's sweet like i mean it might not taste sweet uh, what i'm trying to say is like uh <laughs> metaphorically it's like a sweet like delicacy for them there's a lot of eggs in the show by the way yeah, super. There's so many eggs. Of like this is a feminine trait there's... or feminine aspects of this show. Yeah, and it's funny because they were like making fun of Mando and how he speaks. Uh, Jawis, Jawais, Jawa, <laughs> how he speaks their language, and they said that he sounded like a Wookiee, which is hilarious. Like, how do the Jawas know what a Wookiee is? But then again, this this um. This planet might have a con- cantina that where Wookiees like Wookies. pop by. The way, oh my gosh! In the same way the Jawas said like the word Wookie. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> I stand Jawas now. <laughs> I actually the, was I actually cosplayed as a Jawa like a long time ago in a Comic Con. That's hilarious. <laughs> but it got really hot, so I took it off like halfway. <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah. So okay. So they they take the 
Mandalorian to this place. It's like a cave. And what I thought is, I think this is deliberate. And I mean, I guess the cave can like is obviously also a womb kind of thing, but the hole and its surrounding areas. Sorry, I know like I guess tr- content warning for like poop talk, but it looked like an anus. Like it was disgusting <laughs> to me, like the hole. And then whenever he got kicked out of the cave, he, it was like all muddy and he was surrounded by brown stuff. And I'm like, this isn't subtle. And I wish I hate it because first the cave and how it looked and it reminding me of like a butthole (laughs) didn't it did it what did it remind you melissa it was i guess it did kind of remind me of like a butthole but (laughs) (laughs) who would have thought that in 2019 we would be talking about a butthole yeah i mean yeah, I mean, I mean what else? I mean, it, I guess it also can like symbolize like the same thing that the cave Ray went into, which was also looking like a butthole. So I, I mean, mean, it didn't exactly. Or I don't know. If, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking about buttholes, but yeah, a lot it, of cave is a lot of caves look like you know that stuff. Yeah. So um, so obviously he fights the rhino rhino character rhino creature and obviously he struggles with it and little baby yoda was scared because of how the mandalorian was getting hurt and obviously it's a scary beast and then this the beast is like charging towards the baby and mando like pushes it out of the way and also um what's it called so then the baby Whenever it's trying to attack Mandal, the Mando, the the Mando, the Mandalorian, then he, the baby, or the baby uses the Force to hold it still, to hold the Rhino still, and Mandalorian is like completely like, what's going on? What the heck just happened? And, um, from what I gathered, the Mandalorians hated the Jedi, so. Whenever he's telling Kuil what happened mm. and he says that he doesn't know, it makes sense that he wouldn't know that the Jedi exist or that the force powers, the force is real. And that because also the Empire, like they push propaganda for so much like of their reign, because if you think about A New Hope at this point, people don't think that the Jedi were real, which is crazy because it's only been 20 years. It's <laughs> not even like the And these people have been alive. They were alive in the Republic era. So. Yeah, I mean, I think the baby Yoda is going to. I don't know. I think the baby Yoda is going to make Mando a, a huge softy. Like, as we see him now, you know that he's very, like, goal-oriented and he's very strict in how he does things and he has this code and he's, you know, despite baby Yoda being, like, a baby, he's still, at this moment, taking him to, like, the client. So, we could see, like, baby Yoda kind of slowly chipping away at his hard armor covering, like, hint, hint, haha. Um... And I think eventually, like, Baby Yoda's going to get to his heart. (laughs) You know, I think eventually Baby Yoda is going to save Mando in a way that's different. Um, Yeah, I think think they really 
in this show, they're really pushing the soft dad like initiative. Because <laughs> I don't think anybody expected Mando to be like this. Like in every trailer and every piece of media that we've gotten before we even saw the show, we thought, okay, this Mando's going to be like a badass. Like he's going to, you know, just take people out left and right. He's a bounty hunter, super tough. And then he's like falls apart with just his little baby Yoda. Like, could you imagine? That's so good. That's so good. That's good storytelling right there. Oof. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, like, it's not like the baby can just be like, I have the force and this is how it works because he doesn't even speak yet. And it's like, it's going to be very confusing. And I think it's probably going to deal with Werner Herzog's The Client character who tells the Mandalorian, like, yeah, he has the force, my dude. <laughs> or maybe he won't tell him anything. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I think even we could see Mando slowly getting more attached to the baby Yoda because, uh, you know, a couple of times he, after baby Yoda used all his strength to, you know, stop the rhino, he collapsed and he's sleeping. And then ba uh, Mando is just continuously like checking up on it, making sure that it's still okay. That's such a dad thing to do. <laughs> I can't. I have uh, all of my uwus go to Baby Yoda and Mando. Sure. Okay. Somebody asked me if I liked Porgs more. Ooh, ooh, okay, they asked me if I liked uh, you should, Baby Yoda. You more should than rename Porgs. your social media to Abandoned Yoda. <laughs> Abandoned Yoda. <laughs> Abandoned Baby Yoda. <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious? That would, but then, uh uh, I'm not losing my name. <laughs> no. But I love them all. They're all my children. Ben Solo, Porks, and Baby Yodas. They're all my children. So Mando kills the rhino thing, like right when Baby Yoda lets go. And um, he has this knife. <laughs> and like you were saying, you weren't sure about this particular death <laughs> of the rhino, the way that it was killed, because it was kind of questionable. Um, the way that he stabbed it and how it just automatically died from there. I think maybe he... I, I think the only explanation could be that he knew where the like the artery was or where specifically it was a good place to, to stab it. Uh, it was kind of weird to me, though, how it did just die automatically. <laughs> um, yeah. I, what do you think? Because I know you had some some thoughts about that part well i also did not think it was believable but i will hold my complaints because it's star wars and um, it's true but it's just like true. it was such a it was so i guess the baby yoda holding it still the took away its power somehow or made it weaker and then he got the kill through <laughs> the, the knife it's just so weird to the have rhino, like a kill through the knife the, the rhino lost the its will to live just like Padme. <laughs> That's a, such a delayed reaction. I hope everybody listening to this left on cue, okay? <laughs> the, the egg. The, so continuing with your, the rhino lost its will to live, which is funny because <laughs> then we get the egg. And yeah. the egg is this hairy, hairy little gross looking thing. And um, it's not, it's one of the eggs. It's like an egg that you get at the grocery store where you can still cook it. Like, yes, I guess the term is like it's unfertilized. So like, the, the rhino, not... like, is this an egg from the rhino or is this yeah, some giant bird or something? 
I think it is. That's so weird. Yeah, I guess the <laughs> rhino's not a mammal. Is it a is it a mammal? Is a real rhino a mammal or is it a reptile? I'm pretty sure I don't think it's a reptile. I think it's a mammal. Let me look it up. <laughs> Do rhinos oh my lay God. eggs? I think it's a mammal, Danny. It can't be a reptile. Okay, every two and a half to five years, a female rhino will re- reproduce. Female rhinos carry their young for a gestation period of 15 to 16 months. So, yeah, they definitely do not. They're, it's a mammal. They don't lay eggs then. So maybe this, maybe the rhino was protecting this egg. Well, you know what? This is Star Wars. I don't know how this works in the Star Wars universe. I'm acting like it's like a normal earthly thing. Like it's not. This is not from our galaxy. For all we know, it could lay eggs. The mando yeah. could lay eggs. I don't know. Yeah, so I definitely thought that the egg was bad. Like, it was a... Okay, I'm going to say it's a horrible design, but not in terms of they didn't put their thoughts into it because they clearly did think put their thoughts into the creation of the egg. I just thought that it was so disgusting. Like, I was repulsed by it, and I'm not usually repulsed by something on television like that, but, like, the hairiness of it just was so gross. Um, And uh, I think somebody pointed out to me, I think... They pointed out to me because they listened to Mary Claire's from What the Force, uh, her podcast on it. And uh, so the egg, you know, the hairy part, it's like the corona radiata part of a female egg. So I thought that was cool because oh yeah, I think that they are, they are doing this re- reproductive part thing on purpose. So, yeah, and... S- then oh we didn't even talk about the, or what did you think of the egg i thought it was really gross just because it was hairy <laughs> yeah and then when they cut it open and started eating it <laughs> but, i mean um, it did look if i didn't see it come out of an egg like a hairy egg it did look good if it, maybe it looked sweet but maybe it was like i don't know yeah if it was like a regular like white egg with no <laughs> if hair. it was in a jar and it had like a label on it suddenly you're winnie the pooh Yes. <laughs> All the Jawas turned into Winnie the Pooh in that moment. Yeah, and they don't wear pants either, I don't think. <laughs> oh my god. I so, think they, they I don't know. Um, we've talked we're talking so much about Jawas and how they go about life. Yeah. Tell me more about their Jawas. So then he's talking to Quill. Is that am I saying his name right? Quill. I think so. Quill. Quill. And he, the the Ugnaught Kuil is like, explain it to me again. I still don't understand what happened in re- reference to Baby Yoda, who is now passed out and taking a little hibernation nap. And then the uh, Mando is like, neither do I. So they don't understand the Force. And yeah, so then once the Mando finally puts his ship back together with the help of Kuil, is like partnership. It it helps like two people are stronger than just one because the Mando is like, how am I going to put together my ship again? And yeah. Quill calls him out and is like, well, you can get you, you can get to work. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he offers him a spot on, like, he's like, do you want half of the reward for this bounty? And then Quill's like, no, you're my guest. I'm at service to you. And then he's like, well, you can come on as a crew member. And then Quill's like, I've done my time trying or helping other or like 
being a servant to other people or something like that. He's like, he doesn't want to be a part of this crew. And then Mando's very understanding and he's like, all right, well, all I can do is say thank you. And um, yeah, so. Well, it seems like Quill, he says he's worked very hard to get out from having, you know, a life of servitude. So I'm interested how he even got into servitude or, I mean, I mean, it wouldn't be, I mean, it's probably not part of the story or planned to be part of the story, but I wonder what happened to Quill where he seems like most of his life he had to work for somebody else or be under the thumb of somebody else. So I wonder what happened to him. Yeah. Yeah, I hope we get, I hope this isn't the end of him. Like, I know he won't leave the planet, but I still want him to be around. Like, I don't know. I hope Mando yeah, he is isn't. pretty funny. I have spoken. Because I can see Mando just being a show where the some of the supporting characters aren't around all the time, which is makes complete sense because he's not going to be with the same at the same on the same planets. But I hope that the recurring I hope that Kuil is like a recurring character because he's very yeah. warm. He's so I nice. He spoken. did help the Mando. He didn't have to, and he you know he did help the Mando more than once. You know with his ship and with taking him to the Jawas and all that like. And then, you know, helping him find even the area where Baby Yoda was kept. Like, he's actually a pretty nice dude. And maybe he'll help him later on. Maybe yeah. later in the series, you know. I don't think we've seen the last of him. Because, no. you know, Nick Nolte is playing him. And that's he's a, you know, a big-time actor. So I don't think they're just going to use him for, like, two episodes, you know. Yeah, and, like, he also, whenever he's parting with the Mandalorian, he's talking about the baby, and then he's like, may it survive and bring you a handsome reward. And high key, I think this handsome reward is going to be love. Yes, I thought that was a really interesting quote, because the moment he said that, I'm like, he's going to get a reward, but not in the way he expects, because the way he said it was in almost in a vague way, like it could be taken separately, you know, in different contexts where... You're going to get this reward, but it's not actually going to be like a money or a monetized reward that, you know, you expect. It's going to be something else that's more valuable and something that, you know, it's like love. And it's, you know, maybe even belonging. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but I think Baby Yoda is going to be very important to Mando's life after this. And I am getting some like Last of Us vibes. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a video game or you probably haven't. But I'm sure so. I'm like, you probably haven't. <laughs> now that I think about it. But yeah, it's basically this older guy and uh, this girl that he found. Um, it's basically a zombie video game and they try to survive both of them. And he gets attached to her. And I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't played it. But it it gives me that those types of vibes, which is good. You know, I like Last of Us. And I like this whole trope or... This kind of uh, idea of like, you know, this father type figure, like going along with like this other smaller or younger person or even a baby. Uh, and they're just trying to survive together. I don't know. I'd like that. But I'm really glad that Mando is like this. Yeah. <sighs> this show is going to be the death of me because if something horrible happens to the two of them, which it will, and I know it'll be okay. Heart. Don't think about it. Yeah. It's look, Star Wars is about hope, and they said this is for no, kids. No, I mean, I don't think anything like. I, I think 
something will happen that's like bad i don't think it'll be like the worst thing ever like death even though death doesn't really matter much anymore in terms of star wars but uh yeah i think it'll be beautiful i my predictions for the next couple of episodes or at least when they when mando gets to his decision of bringing baby yoda to the client i think either he'll decide not to give baby yoda to the client He'll find out what hap- what they're going to do with it, and then he'll decide not to do it, or he'll give it to them, and then he'll go back for Baby Yoda and take everybody out to save him. Yeah, and then, like, obviously the end of the episode, Mando is, like, pushing on, like, trying to waken up Baby Yoda, but Baby Yoda's still asleep, and it's a little hibernation, and then he wakes up at the end. And we didn't even talk about this. We haven't seen the Force take out anybody, like, in terms of because they were using too much Force. And except for, uh, obviously, Luke Skywalker, who died because he's weak. But, um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, uh, I think Luke is the only one that has lost, uh, who has been significantly weakened by using the Force, right? Yeah. Even, well, that's interesting. Um, Yoda too, when he um, when he brought out the uh, X-wing out of the water. Yeah, and, you're uh, right. He also felt tired, but so yeah, we just conclude that using the force, you know, that much for a great scale. Oh, that's interesting. If it, I, I, I don't have the original trilogy movies memorized, but yeah, you're absolutely right, and I think that was probably a callback to that moment, right? Whenever he was instead of obviously he's not pushing the rhino up from the swamp but he's keeping him still so if they were both weekend it makes sense yeah i think that's a common thing i guess amongst force force users that if they use the force too much or to move something too big you know they get tired and it takes a lot of them yeah which is interesting. We'll see how the baby will be using its force later. I love that the show is like low key gonna include the force. I've seen people complain, like um, obviously not people in the circles that we like follow on the on social media, but I've seen people like who were wanting, who were probably expecting something different from Mandalorian. Like finally a story without the force. They're kind of like, oh, <laughs> it's actually about the force. What the heck? Actually, <laughs> but like everything's about the force. It's in all of us. It's in all living things. Like the force is everywhere. They can't make a story without the force because the force is the whole reason it's of in being. All living things. Yeah, the force everywhere. is God. It's like, I don't know. It's just. What if we see Baby Yoda? Meet little Ben Solo, and then Ben's <laughs> gonna already kill been... it. No, <laughs> that's and my then... crack theory that Ben Solo kills Baby Yoda at the <laughs> temple. Well, so, oh yeah, somebody kept saying like, or something. Th- I think that was me. Said. That was I think, me. I'm pretty sure I saw somebody else say it too. But they were like, "What if Mando drops him off at Luke's academy?" <laughs> oh yeah, I'm. Oh but yeah, then, people. I don't. But then want they're that to like, happen. "It's okay, Baby Yoda has time to graduate from Luke's academy and go off to the world." Before Ben Solo comes. Before Ben Solo uh, destroys everyone. Well, yeah. we don't know if it was him. It could have been the night. Well, of he Ren. doesn't really it's need still. school. He's a Gary Stu. It's, or he's a baby, a baby Stu. Sue. He's a baby Sue. But, I mean, maybe, he, what if he's a teacher along with Luke? Maybe he helps, <laughs> he, 
He's a teacher's assistant. <laughs> oh no. Now this is gonna be a wacky sitcom, which I would I love. I adore this idea. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean I just wanna see all the fan art. Like I, I'm just I love it all. And I really wanna I kinda wanna start getting into the fan art too, but it's yeah. I, I guess yeah. I want I love it. I love it so much. And once yeah. the once the plushies drop, once Disney I know everyone's like, where? Why haven't they capitalized on this? Because it's still a secret from like half of the world, or they intend to keep it a secret from half of the world, despite it already being spoiler. You know, I don't. I don't think so. I think that it'll be dropping before the 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 rest of the world gets the Mandalorian on Disney Plus. (laughs) Well, it's like almost Black Friday and Christmas, so I thought they've done it already. I know. Imagine if they had done it for a Triple Force Friday. Like then, oh that's the that's the toy that would have sold out. Yeah, I mean, I could see people staying up, you know, until the middle of the night, or until the you know they they go to the store in the middle of the night and they'll you know get it just to. I I think I would do it. I would definitely spend all my money on Baby Yoda. And I can't, I can't wait to see all the cosplays too, like at the conventions, because you know the families are gonna do it. They're gonna dress up their babies as Baby Yoda. Some, the dad or the mom would be like Mando or something like that. That'd be great. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we have spoken. We have spoken. Thank you for joining us on this um this segment of uh Jacku Broadcast. Uh, uh, you can follow Jacku Broadcast at Jacku Broadcast on Twitter, and um, yeah, and you can follow me at Mortis Gods. And how can we find you, Melissa? Um, it will now be changing to Abandoned Yoda. No, I'm kidding. Abandoned Sock on Twitter and Abandoned. I'm sorry, Abandoned Sock on Tumblr, Abandoned Pork on Twitter. All right. So thank you guys. Bye. Bye.